0: You're listening to RiverCast, brought to you by River of Life Church in Gilderland, New York. Now here's Pastor Sean. It's good to be with you guys this morning. I trust and pray that you're doing well and I've met some new folks today and seen lots of, I don't know if you're old folks, old friends, whatever. And uh, I love Sundays and love reconnecting with everyone this morning. And uh, anyway... A few years ago, maybe five or six years ago, a story hit the news service uh, out of Turkey. There were some shepherds that apparently had had a rough night of watching their sheep. They had 1,500 sheep. Now, I would be honest with you, that seems like a lot of sheep to me. I don't even know how you keep track of that many. And uh, But they were busy having breakfast and apparently were not minding their sheep very well because... They were shocked and horrified as they watched quite some distance away that one sheep after another proceeded to go over a 50-foot cliff. All 1,500 of them, one sheep decided to go, and they all just were too dumb and followed suit. True story, went right over the cliff. The first 400 died. The next 1,100 apparently had nice, soft, fluffy pillows that, you you know, they only lost about a quarter of them, but sheep do not have a reputation of being the brightest, you know, bulb on the planet, the sharpest pencil in the box, you know, whatever you may want to say. It's never a compliment when we ourselves are called sheep. But nonetheless, that is who we are. We're going to talk this morning about what it means to, for Jesus to be our good shepherd. And I'm grateful that he's a much better shepherd than those shepherds were. So turn with me, if you would, in John chapter 10. John 10, we're going to read this morning about Jesus as the good shepherd. Apparently, they lost $75,000 worth of sheep. I can only imagine what that scene must have looked like in just horrible, horrible situation. But our Lord Jesus is so far superior. And this morning, I want each of us to to reflect about Jesus and Him being our shepherd, the Lord of our souls, the one who guides us and cares for us. And if you have not entered into that sheepfold and do not know Him as your shepherd, this morning, I pray that today is that day that you make that full commitment to Him. But read with me, if you would, in John 10, verse 1. The Bible says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, for they know His voice. To kind of understand this, you need to understand the the nature. I've never owned sheep. A couple of you here, I think, have. But in that day and age, you would bring your sheep into the fold at night, kind of a rock wall enclosure, if you will, and there would be a little doorway, and And it, it was apparently common that a shepherd would often just sleep in the doorway, you know, and just, it would protect the sheep and everything would be good. But what we may not know is that multiple shepherds would put multiple flocks of sheep, so it was kind of a community pen, if you will. And so when morning time came, each shepherd would just call his own flock, and those sheep would hear their own particular shepherd's voice, and they would leave. And the, the, the The flock would just automatically separate that way and so the shepherds were intimately acquainted they knew by name each sheep and their own idiosyncrasies and all of that and so it was a common common experience but Jesus wants us to recognize that we're the sheep and he's the shepherd so let's go on in verse 5 the Bible says a stranger they will not follow but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, in other words, guys, pay attention. Get this. Look, I'm having to tell you again. I am the door of the sheep. He's the shepherd. He's that doorway into salvation. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to uh, the thief, excuse me, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I want us to notice three things this morning about about Jesus being the good shepherd. And the first is, is that we as sheep are needy by nature. We by nature are, have tremendous needs. Sheep need direction in their life. They don't know where to go. They don't know when to go. They they need someone to guide them. And the shepherd's job was to lead them out of the safety of the fold at night and into the pastures to get the food that they need to lead them. As Psalm 23 says, by the still waters, he was the one that would be responsible to care for them. So they need direction in their life. What Jesus is telling us, guys, is that every single one of us is a sheep. Now, I know it's cool to all think that we're so empowered as individuals and we're so powerful and we're so strong and we're so able and we can do all things and leap buildings, you know, with a single bound. And that's kind of the modern mentality of, of most therapy and everything that we see out there. That should be our mindset. But Jesus has a way of telling us we're the exact opposite that we are very needy as individuals, and that we are really ultimately helpless in our life, that we completely need direction, and that we by nature pursue that. We pursue it. Do you remember the cult that was housed here locally called Nexium? Do you remember that cult? It made you know, it was obviously in our own newspapers, and it still pops up nationally. I think it had international reach along the way. My understanding is there were like 17,000 people at some point along the way that had participated in those activities and just very controlling. And just if you read some of the things the, that were involved that they did were just horrific things I don't even want to, wouldn't even talk about here on the platform. But the common theme that attracted so many people into that was empowerment. And so many women got involved because they wanted a sense of power. You see, we can look back and say, well, those people are so foolish. Why would they let those things be done to them? Why would they, how could they be sucked into that? You see, we need to recognize and put ourselves in our shoes. We are sheep. We, we want that. We need direction in our life. And we're all in various ways going through life trying to find those solutions and those things to either you know, overcome those things in our past or to find empowerment, all of that. And Jesus is just telling us exactly who we are, that we are sheep. And we are looking for that direction in our souls. And of course, as Jesus is telling us is He's the only good shepherd. All the others are hirelings, they're thieves, they're robbers. they want to steal and kill. and we need to look to Jesus as that good shepherd for. Us? So He gives us the direction for our soul. He's the one that sets the trajectory of our life. He's the one who provides for. Us. Sheep need provision in their life. They need to eat. i I, be honest with you, sometimes I sit back and reflect, I don't like being a needy individual. I'm like, why do I just, some of you love food and I kind of eat to live, I don't live to eat, I think I've shared that before, but sometimes I'm just like, do I have to bother? Like, why do we, Oh, can't we just, do I have to just, I feel so needy, like why do I have to always buy stuff and this and that? I just kind of want to be, you know, self-contained and we are just so needy as individuals. Sheep need that constant provision and care. They need that constant protection. Of all the animals in a barnyard, uh, sheep are the, the ones that, you know, they don't run very fast. If you look at them, they're not particularly agile. They don't jump far and high, and they just don't have very good defense capabilities. Even a chicken will fight at things. You know, chickens are notorious to kill all the snakes in the area. I've seen even videos where a hawk will come in, and a chicken will go right after the hawk and get after them, I mean a goat will headbutt you a, Cow, will, you know, come after you. Pigs, everybody knows, pigs in a pen can be dangerous, but sheep, they just kind of roll over and like, okay, you got me. I mean, they're just are so vulnerable. They need absolute, one hundred percent, twenty four seven protection from the shepherd. So we, in our own, what Jesus is telling us, he wants us to know that he's the shepherd. But the opposite piece of that, he wants us to reflect and to realize, yeah, I really am a sheep. I need direction in my life. All of us at some point in our lives are like, I don't know what I should do. I don't know what the decision is. I don't know where I should go. And we don't know how to get out of situations that we get into and how to deal with the stuff and the sin and the junk that gets in our life and we feel captured. And in steps, Jesus is our shepherd to come to deliver us from that, to come to save us from that, to save us from sin and death and to bring the change into our life that We are needy by nature. Now, the second thing I want you to recognize is that sheep have just pretty much one job in this world. One thing, they are to follow the shepherd. They are just to follow. That's the one thing that they are to do in life. Now, we think of sheep herding today. You know, we've all seen the, the dogs that go chasing the sheep around, you know, and they move them around the, the flock and that kind of thing. That's not the way uh, they do in the Middle East. That's not the way they did it in Jesus' day. They didn't have dogs chasing and kind of snipping, and you know, at the sheep and, and pushing them around, if you will. The shepherd had an intimate relationship with each sheep. And I don't know how many sheep the average shepherd had, but... I think after I saw about 10 fluffy little white things or black things, whatever color they were, I don't think I could tell them apart. I wouldn't have any idea. Now, some people who have lots of animals tend to, they name them all, and they can tell you all these cute little, you know, different things. And the shepherds apparently knew all of their sheep by name and all their little quirks, you know. And they just, today, you know, we just put little tags in their ears and put little numbers on them. One, you know, two, Three or you tattoo them or something of that nature. But the sheep's job is to just simply follow the voice of the shepherd. So the shepherd would call to the sheep and they would hear that voice and they would recognize it as the one that had a relationship with them, the one that would protect them, the one that would that would guide them, that would provide for all of their needs. And that was their one focus in life. Jesus tells us, he's he's explaining here to the Jews, last week we saw in chapter 9, the the blind, You know Jesus healed the blind man, and there was that whole debate, why did this happen, and what happened, Jesus explained to them. And this is really kind of the, 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 the second half of that story. And he's explaining to us why some people could see, literally, physically with their eyes, and spiritually with their soul, that he was the Savior, the Lord of heaven and earth. And Jesus says, look guys... My sheep hear my voice. I come and I call them out of the sheep pen and they recognize it. And they follow me as their Lord and Savior. Other sheep, yeah, they don't belong to me. They're not mine. And they don't follow me. In fact, my sheep recognize my voice and they know when there's a stranger calling to them. They know when there's somebody that they should not trust. They know when that person is a thief or a robber And they're not going to go toward them. They're going to go away from them. You see, our job as sheep is to just simply be fixated on the voice of our Lord and Savior Jesus. That every moment of every day, that we're listening and following His voice. That first starts when we surrender our life to Jesus. You see, the the shepherd, the sheep surrender. They yield their will to the voice of the shepherd. They follow. They have complete trust. They have an obedience to where the shepherd's going, and they, they follow that. They believe in the shepherd. They commit their life to him. We sum all of that up with the one word, surrender. For us to be a follower of Jesus Christ means we surrender our life to him, and we believe in Jesus as our shepherd that He died for our sins. We'll talk about that in a moment. In fact, we're going to celebrate that in the Lord's Supper this morning as a memorial of, of what our Lord did for us as our shepherd. But our, that, us becoming His sheep, if you will, that journey starts when we surrender our life to Him and we commit ourselves to following Him. But then after that, we are to continue every, in every way to follow our Lord through every situation of life, listening to his voice, listening into the situation that we're walking into, listening to what he's speaking into our soul, listening to what he's trying to do in our own life, what he's trying to do in our homes and our families and with our kids and with our marriages and our extended family, and listening and obeying the voice of what our shepherd is telling us see, we're not left without a compass in this world, if you will. We're not left without a, a GPS guidance system. But the difference is, is Jesus doesn't just point the way, but he leads us and he goes before us. And we just simply follow him, completely trusting him at every step of the way. You see, sheep don't worry day by day if they're going to have something to eat the next day. They're just not that smart. Or maybe they're not that dumb to worry like we do. They just trust their shepherd. The shepherd knows what they need. The shepherd knows how to protect. The shepherd knows how to defend. The shepherd is going to take care of every moment, of everything in their life. And their goal is to just simply follow him. And that's what Jesus is telling us this morning. He's explaining to us, challenging us to make sure that we're following him. Now, there are other... Thieves and robbers who want to steal and kill our souls. Who would want to destroy. In fact, the the thieves come to simply to steal, kill, and destroy, the Bible says. Look what the Bible says in verse 12. Jesus says, He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming, and he leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I'm the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, so that there will be one flock and one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. You see, Jesus tells us that the hireling, busy eating breakfast while the sheep go over the cliff. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And in our life as sheep, what Jesus is challenging us to this morning is, is to make sure that we are following the right shepherd, to make sure that we're following the shepherd that isn't going to steal and kill us, that's going to neglect us, but that we're following the shepherd who cares for the sheep, that lays his life down for the sheep. Because in our world, everyone is looking for somebody to guide to protect, to explain how to do, and to make sense of life. And we find them in all kinds of ways, whether they're in educational institutions, whether they're at work or our boss, whether therapists or counselors, and all of these people can add value and help us to navigate some things in life. But in all of that, we need to make sure that the one that we're following is Jesus. Because the world is full of thieves and robbers and strangers and hirelings who really can't help and bring to our souls what we need. That only Jesus is the one that can do that. Only he can complete that. Only he is fulfilled and qualified. And so we're needy as sheep and we need to make sure that we're following our shepherd. Because What Jesus did and is explaining in the Jewish world of that day is that there were so many people who were professing to follow God. And there was a sheep pen, if you will, and there were multiple shepherds. But not everybody in that sheep pen was really a follower of Jesus. Only those who responded to his voice were following. And just like today in every church and in every The Christian world, there are lots of sheep, if you will, but they're not all following Jesus, and they're not all saved, and they all don't have a relationship with him. But only those, that, as he calls to them, who surrender their life and follow him, they're the ones who really are his sheep. And so it's a challenge to us to make sure that we're following the right shepherd. Third thing I want you to know, and then we'll celebrate our Lord's Supper together, is that Jesus alone is the good shepherd. He alone is the one worth following. He's, he's the good shepherd for three reasons. Not only is he he's just he's good and just and he cares for us, but he's present with us. You see, he says, I know my sheep. I know them by name, and they know me. He is present with his sheep 24-7. He doesn't leave the sheep to wander off. He doesn't... He doesn't hire somebody else to guide them. He doesn't entrust the sheep to someone else that may neglect or not pay attention. But He's present in our life 24-7. When you are a follower of Jesus Christ, when you leave this room today, Jesus is with you. When you go into work tomorrow, Jesus is with you. When you go into every situation, then, then you might be the only one around, Jesus, the shepherd, your shepherd, is still there with you. You see, we need to find comfort and security. We need to find a, a, a boldness in, in our life as we live, that our Lord Jesus is present with us 24-7, that we're never alone. When we turn the light off at night, and we, you know, we're enveloped by darkness at our home. I presume you sleep with the light off. I don't sleep with a fan on. I don't like noise. I'm out in the country. I don't like any lights around. I like it as dark as could be. Just pitch black. But we're not alone. Jesus is always there. When you wake up in the morning, He's always there. In every way in your life, when you're a follower of His. He's a good shepherd because He lays down His life for the sheep. You see, Jesus died not to be a martyr. He didn't. Martyrs die for a cause. Jesus died for a cure. Jesus died to be the cure of our sin. He didn't die just to be a, a nice guy or to be a, a, a model citizen, if you will, or a martyr for a cause. He died to be the specific cure for our sin. He he died to take that curse that of death from us, and he gave his life willingly. Nobody took it from him, as I just read a moment ago. He says, I lay it down. I give it up. Nobody steals my life from me. Nobody takes it from me. I lay my life down willingly, and I take it back up again willingly, proving his power over sin and death. You see, he's the good shepherd because he gave his life for the sheep. Has anyone in your life truly given their life for you? There might be one or two here that could say that. Or maybe you have someone, a good friend or family member, that somebody gave their life like in wartime or that kind of thing for you. That's a rare thing. But when you're a follower of Jesus Christ, He not only gave His life for you, but He took all of the bad and wrong that you've ever done and He paid the penalty of that on the cross so that you could be forgiven, so that you could be made whole, so that as you surrender your life to Jesus and put your full trust in Him, yielding to His voice that His death on the cross saves you from your sin, that you're freed from that, and you're, you have a new life and a new relationship with Him. That's what we're about as a church, is that we love for people to experience that life change that comes by knowing and following Jesus, that we know Jesus and surrendered our life to Him, and we follow Him at every step of the way. Because when Jesus saves you, and you become one of His sheep, your life changes completely. Lost sheep are dead sheep, ultimately. They don't have direction, protection, provision in their life. But Jesus came to sacrifice His life so that you and I might have that. And that's the third reason why he's the good shepherd. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I'm come that they might have life, and they might have it abundantly. See, Jesus came to give you and me life. Without that shepherd, we experience nothing but death in our existence. I'm picturing in Jesus' day, if you would walk around, There would be wild dogs around you would see, and you could see other animals walking around wild. But you didn't see sheep walking around wild. They were either protected or they were dead if they escaped and were lost. You just didn't see them that way. And Jesus says, i am come to give you life, but that life comes only if you follow me. Not pursuing the other solutions in your world, but only pursuing me. If you take notes, I don't know if you carry a real paper Bible or not, or you can do it on your electronic Bible on your phone, but put next to John 10.10. You see where it says, I've come to have life and I have abundantly? Write Psalm 23, because Psalm 23 explains what that life is all about. We know that one really well. Now I'll tell you a secret. I think I've said this before, but for a long time I didn't like Psalm 23 very much. To be honest with you, it was kind of depressing to me because I only ever heard it at funerals. And, and it just, and I just, because of it, it just kind of got by me. But my goodness, what an incredible thing that God tells us. And he explained to us what this life is like. And the Bible says this, the Lord in Psalm 23, you know this, you know it by heart, but the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You see, the life that Jesus gives us is a life where we don't lack anything. That He provides in every way, spiritually and physically and emotionally and intellectually, every area of our life that there's not a lack. And He makes me lie down in green pastures. You see, He's the shepherd, and He guides us there. And He leads me beside the still waters, He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Because Jesus died on the cross, He leads us in that path of righteousness. As we surrender our life to Him, we experience that salvation and forgiveness of sin, but then He leads us down a path of righteousness. He leads us out of the darkness and death and destruction and selfishness and self-focus. And He leads us in a new path, a path that is good, that's right, and just. And He changes our life. He does that because He's a shepherd. And He restores our soul. All of us, before we knew Jesus, know what it's like to be famished spiritually, to be destitute emotionally. We know what it's like to experience death and disease And all of that. But when Jesus comes, as he comes into our life, and he begins to heal and to repair and to make us whole, he forgives our sin and he begins to change all of those things that were destroyed because you and I had followed the wrong shepherd in days gone by. But when we start following him as our shepherd, everything changes. And even though in verse 4, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though we walk through some dark places, I will fear no evil. Why? Because our shepherd's right there beside us. He doesn't leave us to wander off a cliff. He says, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. They guide me. They pull me back. They correct me when I'm going off the path. In the middle of that death and darkness, I'm not afraid because my shepherd is with me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Talking about just the overflowing blessings of life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, following Jesus as our shepherd, that's the life that he gives us. That Psalm 23 impacts. That's the life. It's not just that He gives us salvation in heaven in the future, but He gives us that life with Him now. So, this morning, before we participate in our Lord's Supper together, I want to ask you which shepherd are you following? Are you genuinely following Jesus? Or are you simply following a religion and a tradition? You see, Jesus doesn't call us to a particular church or denomination or a a religion. He calls us to himself. He calls us to to surrender our life to him and to put our trust in him because he's the shepherd. He gave his life to save us, to defend us, to protect and provide for us. And so... If you've never surrendered your life or you've just consciously said, Jesus, I know that I'm that sheep that's wandered off and followed other things. I know that I've just done what I want to do. I know that I've sinned against you. But Lord Jesus, I know you died for me. I want you to be in charge of my life. To save me, forgive me. I want you to guide me. If you've never made that commitment in your heart, you need to do that. Jesus is challenging us through this chapter 10 to really consider who our shepherd is. And that's, a, that's simply a conversation and a stepping out in faith in your heart and really putting your heart and soul toward him. I urge you to do that. If you have done that, have you, are you pursuing Jesus right now in the situation that you're in in life? What situation is out there where you're tempted or maybe you're just like, oh, I got this. I can handle this. I know where I'm going. You see, sheep don't know anything. And even when they think it's safe, they walk right off a cliff. And maybe this morning God is trying to say, uh, hello, I can help you with that, you know. I think you might need to check in with me. Your life is not your own. You belong to me. I'm the one that guides you. You think that what you want is really going to make you happy and is really going to solve your problems? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. You ought to check in with me and follow me and trust me because I got another patch of grass somewhere that's actually a little bit better than the one you're thinking about because what you don't know is there's a wolf in the middle of that one, and what you don't know, there's some poisonous plants in the middle of that one, and that's not good for you. I need to lead you in a different place. This morning, are you genuinely just in the simplicity of a sheep, kind of keeping to the level that you need to, just saying, Jesus, I trust you. I don't know what the future is going to be. I don't know exactly how this is going to work out, but I trust you. I trust you to take care of me. I trust you to take care of my family. I trust you. He calls us to be sheep and to just to trust him as a shepherd. It calls us to do that. Maybe there's another situation in your life. Maybe you've been that sheep that you're a follower of Jesus, but you've just kind of begun blowing off the voice of Jesus a little bit. You've been kind of neglecting it and you're kind of wandering away and you're beginning to get this sense of this feeling. You kind of look up and like, wow, wow, Jesus is kind of way over there. And I see some sheep over there and I'm acting like I'm with them. But in my heart, I know I've kind of wandered away. Maybe God's convicting you this morning, whether it's sin or just ignoring and neglecting Him. And this morning, the simplicity is that God's just knocking on your heart saying, yeah, you need to admit that. Confess that sin and get back. And get back to following Jesus this morning. So I don't know what God has spoken in your heart, but take this just in the simplicity and the sweetness of it is that Our life revolves around our shepherd, and he loves us. But he expects us to follow him. He expects us to listen to his voice and to just day in and day out in the simplicity of it, to not have all the answers and all the solutions, but to say, I I trust him. So I'm going to pray for us. And I can't think of a better focus this morning as we celebrate our Lord's Supper together that Jesus just told us because he's a shepherd, he gives his life for us. You see, this Lord's Supper that we celebrate in just a moment is, is a, it's a reminder of what he did. You know, It's a picture of his blood and body that was given for us to sacrifice for us, that he could be our shepherd. And so I'm going to give you a moment just to kind of pray and quietly reflect on that and where you are as his sheep and to give that opportunity to do that. And then we'll celebrate in this together. So why don't you go ahead and you can grab your, little, your cup there in the seat, either in your chair or in the pocket in front of you, and take just a moment. I know quietness in a big group is a little odd. It's kind of like dead air on the radio. Radio stations freak out when it's, they stop broadcasting. But sometimes we talk so much you can't hear the voice of God. So I'm going to let it be quiet for a little bit, and then I'll close in prayer, and we'll celebrate this together. Lord, I thank you for the commitments this morning. And people's heart to you. Lord, thank you that you came and you call us by name. We don't find you, you find us. And you, no one made you sacrifice yourself for us. You did it willingly and gladly. You did it honoring your Father, Lord Jesus. But thank you for that. Thank you that when you call us, Your sheep hear your voice, and we recognize it, and we want what you have. Father, I I suspect there are some here this morning that hear that voice, and they're still struggling a bit for various reasons, maybe just past traditions or wanting to honor their mother or fathers in days gone by. Lord, I pray that you would help them to just simply take that step of committing their life to you and trusting you as their shepherd. And Lord, I know there's some, because I know I've been in that place in the past that we're followers of you, but we get neglectful, we get distracted. And like sheep, we begin wandering off. And we're just not paying attention and not so close to you. And we get into briars and thorns and we get into sin and other things in our life. Father, I suspect there's some this morning that you're talking to about that. Lord, as a shepherd, you love them and you gave your life for them. Father, I pray as they confess that sin and recognize that they've drifted from you. Lord, I thank you that you received them. Help them to know what they need to know—the depth of that. Father, receive them back in in that, that closer relationship with you. I pray. The Lord, all of us celebrate this morning. This this table, that you died, our Lord Jesus died and rose again for our sin. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.